The Eyes to the Left. Hello and welcome to Eyes to the Left, the Mirror's political podcast. My name is Jason Beatty and I'm joined today by my colleague Mikey Smith. Hello. And, hello, Mikey. And this week's episode is brought to you in partnership with Deep State, which is a new espionage thriller starring Mark Strong on Fox, which starts on April the 5th. And so we thought we'd discuss what is the Deep State. Mikey, I have no idea what it means. It's an American phrase, isn't it? Just keep telling. Um, it, it, it is kind of an American phrase. It, uh, most people started hearing about it when Donald Trump started talking about it out loud anyway. Um, in, in around November, he used it in a couple of tweets where he was moaning, as he does, uh, about his um, uh, the, the investigation into his alleged links with Russia during, during the election campaign. And, and essentially, what, what the deep state uh, it, it, it's kind of like the mother of all conspiracy theories. If you dig into any conspiracy theory you've ever heard of, chances are the deep state, you know, 9-11 being an inside job, uh, the JFK assassination, um, faking the moon landings, chances are the deep state is kind of behind it. It's it's supposedly the, the sort of shadowy cabal of, 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 of individuals acting... Uh, between the government, the military, uh, the establishment, if you will, um, to uh, maintain the status quo, keep the powerful powerful, and and prevent any sort of radical change to to how the system works. And how would this compare with, let's say, the UK? Because as you said, we have what we call the establishment. Yeah. Which is actually a reasonably kind of recent phrase. It kind of came to kind of kind of prominence and came into circulation in the nineteen sixties. And we mm. use that to describe kind of the old boys network, kind of yeah. privately educated, kind of, you know, three or four thousand people who went to the same universities, usually Oxford or Cambridge, and then go into the civil service, or go into the media, or go into politics, or go into the judiciary, and, and they are seen to kind of run the country like almost like a gentleman's club. And I use the word gentleman specifically <laughs> because it's, it's very male. Yeah. And and is that does, does that exist in in Washington? Is that the same sort of thing? Well, it's not, it's not quite the same sort of thing. Obviously, Washington, uh, America doesn't have the, the the great length of history uh, that we have over here. They've got a couple hundred years, but um, the, there is uh, t- to an extent um, evidence that I mean, this the, the idea of the deep state kind of in America goes back to um, uh, the idea of the military industrial complex. Um, where, um, as uh, Eisenhower said in his, um, it, it, I think it was a farewell address to the nation over the radio, he was he was warning that the the higher up levels of government were getting too close to uh, the military. So I suppose the military would be, I mean, going back to the revolution, the military have kind of been the establishment. They're they're the 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 running thing that goes through, even as governments change, the military. Uh, stays the same, so that they would maybe be the equivalent, and and the the whole idea of the military industrial complex that Eisenhower was worried about was was sort of the revolving door between government and the military and companies that sell arms to the military and and and, and so you and have like these that. major U.S. firms, for example, like Halliburton, yeah, big defense conglomerate, yeah, and that has links with the Pentagon, yeah. And it has links with lobbying organisations, and it has links with senior people on Capitol Hill. Exactly. 
kind of senior up in, in high up in the kind of American kind of political kind of kind of spectrum. Yeah, and they work as a kind of uh, uh, some sort of kind of unseen mesh. Is this how you describe it? Well, well, kind of. Yeah, I, I think the thing Donald Trump is. It, I mean, for a start, Donald Trump loves a conspiracy theory. That's that's the sort of the baseline for him. But I think what what Donald Donald Trump is picking up on is that it is not in the interests of those groups or those people for there to be sort of significant change. So. Donald Trump, whatever you think about him, he is not the usual candidate you would expect uh, for the presidency. You know, he is doing things that other presidents don't do. And that uncertainty, that that sort of, that change is not in the interest of people who sort of rely on, on at least their part of the world being quite stable. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's... That, whether there is uh, an organised... You know, secret handshakes, um, sort of organised conspiracy behind it is really another question. So they have this kind of cosy little kind of system network, kind of bubble, gilded circle, whatever you wish to call it, sure. uh, of of like-minded people who, for several decades, mm. ha- have have kept the kind of the Washington machine. Turning over to their advantage, exactly, and therefore you'll be saying that the unpredictability of Trump threatens yes. that. Yeah, and this is way. But is this also part of you know Trump coming in and saying I'm going to drain the swamp? Is that also part of it? To an extent, yeah. I mean, the drain the swamp. The swamp was was sort of the start of it for Trump. Um, that that's before he articulated it as as the deep state. But that's that's just, it's the same thing. It's what he meant: lobbyists um, and uh, and 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 sort of. Washington insiders um, who uh, effectively profit from uh, think, you know the powerful people in Washington remaining powerful. Uh, the, the way I like to think about it is it, it, the, the equivalent sort of in the UK I always think of as uh, I mean America doesn't have necessarily a civil service per se as an organized thing. but if you think about yes minister um, the 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 whole the whole portrayal of the civil service as being sort of slightly intransigent, but but mostly that they don't want too much changed, and if things get changed, they'd like them changed slowly, uh, because you know the last thing you want is for someone with lots of ideas to come in and make big changes that that fall flat. But yes, minister is quite a kind of benign yes kind of reflection of a civil service in, in terms of uh, they're still very impartial. They're kind of uncorruptible. They just want to stop any government of any colour. You know, the, the point is that the civil service is in control. But this is this is more malicious in terms of it involves a lot of money, involves big yeah. business, it involves, as I say, kind of you know a small little group of people who know each other mm. very well. Probably go to the same golf clubs. Probably go to the same country clubs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the the revolving door in Washington is 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 bizarrely. Um, uh, it, it, it's even worse than it is here. You have more people going from government into, uh, I mean, the links between former um, members of the government in, in 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 America and, say, Blackwater, the the um, the firm that was a contractor for for the Iraq War, um, and th- there is an argument that you know the that. There is a risk that, with with so, so such closeness between these companies and people in government and lobbying firms, that 
it would be possible, if one were to wish to do it, to profit from war, for example, um, uh, in in a way that, which is effectively what what Eisenhower was worried about, is that if it becomes too easy to profit from war, then it might be in the 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 military industrial complex's interests to to say war is a great idea. So this would feed into what happened in the Vietnam War, yeah, in kind of the nineteen sixties and early seventies, and then again with the Iraq War under George W. Bush, because yes. there were accusations there, but it was all about oil, but it was also much about kind of keeping the American military kind of corporation, yeah, ticking over, yeah, uh, yeah, and that, that's that that's what that's what would, was a worry during that period. Um, I don't think that's as much of a worry for Donald Trump. Um, I think his 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 involvement in it is just that you know he likes to be able to get away with what he wants to get away with and doesn't like it when people are standing in his way. Except my my problem with kind of Trump's objection to the deep state mm. is the same with my objection to him talking about draining the swamp. Is he is actually probably one of the largest kind of you know <laughs> ugliest bullfrogs croaking in the swamp itself. Yeah, I mean, you know he he's kind of you know he said I was going to get rid of all these kind of bankers who bankrolled Hillary Clinton <laughs> and then appointed a member of Goldman Sachs to, to his to his cabinet. You know, he's he's kind of in league with big business. His recent tax cuts benefit the very, very wealthy. Yeah. And, you know, kind of, you know, he's spending more time at his resort Mar-a-Lago and visiting <laughs> Trump golf clubs than any other president. And, and, you know, there's accusations that even Melania, his wife, is kind of using the White House to promote her own her own business fairs as well. Yeah. I mean, isn't he, this is kind of, you know, this is, is he not kind of just setting this up as some sort of Aunt Sally just so he can kind of hide the fact that he is kind of probably the worst kind of inhabitant? Almost certainly. But that's, that's what he does with all his conspiracy theories. I don't think for a second that he genuinely believes that Barack Obama is not an American citizen. It was just a a, a helpful thing for him to use that would get people wound up enough to, to you know, to to think it's true and 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 get angry. This is the the birther to explain. Yeah, uh, Do, Donald Trump. One one of Donald Trump's favorite conspiracy theories in 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 his early days in uh, in, in political life was um, that he he picked up on this theory that uh, that Barack Obama was not in fact uh, born in uh, in Hawaii but in Kenya. Uh, and that his birth certificate was because uh, obviously you have to be a natural born citizen of the United States to be president um and and uh, he he sort of picked up on this this conspiracy theory which was a, a tiny thing before he picked up on it uh that that Barack Obama was not in fact a, a natural born citizen of the United States uh, and he amplified it to such a huge extent and and that's that's kind of how he got his first foot into uh the political World. I mean, after his his terrible campaign in two thousand, which we won't really talk about, but that's that's how he started. This was that's also this was from. a kind of Tea Party kind of meme yeah. as well, wasn't it? And and there was there was a theory. I was probably to add a conspiracy theory. <laughs> another conspiracy, that, that one of the reasons Trump actually eventually ended up running for president because he was so humiliated by Obama's slapdown. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, this was at the, the the Washington Correspondence yes, Dinner, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He he. he the, 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 President Obama made jokes about Donald Trump making 
uh, claims about his his heritage, and uh, and Trump was in the audience and uh, he was furious. Yeah, and, and the, <laughs> one of the many things we know about Trump is his extraordinary thin skin. Yes, and has no sense of humour. Uh, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> another of my favourite Trump's conspiracies, which uh, it, it kind of ties into the, uh, the the deep state as as well, is um, that his his uh, his claim during the 2016 campaign that um, Ted Cruz's father. Uh, was linked to the JFK assassination, um, which is a, a story he picked up from, I believe, the National Enquirer. Um, turns out I have learned since that he's very good friends with the publisher of the National Enquirer. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, that was an interesting one. And, and who who are the main kind of people who kind of promote this idea of a deep state? Is it is it is it outsiders or is it who are kind of genuinely believe there is some sort of kind of larger conspiracy to kind of kind of keep power in the hands of an elite few or is it uh well, the the reason it came up um along with the rise of donald trump is is the rise of the so-called alt-right it, it it's a it's a, a theory that is particularly um commonly found among in places like uh, info wars uh and and breitbart the the sort of far-right um uh websites uh, that that, um, that that supported Trump in his candidacy, um, and uh, Steve Bannon, uh, who was editor of Breitbart uh, and uh, for a while uh, was a, a senior advisor to Donald Trump, was very very into the deep state. He he, he was very uh, concerned about this, See, and, and that's probably what brought it to Trump's attention. And this is where you get this fascinating parallel with Brexit, because yes. one of the the, the 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 kind of central tropes of the, the, the Brexiteers is that the establishment is out of touch and that's why they didn't understand the sentiment for those who voted to leave. Sure. And, and yet you get this kind of rather ludicrous scenario of, of, of people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, the Eton-educated son of the editor of The Times, Oxford-educated man who dresses and talks as though he's from at least 100 years old, if not 200 years old, kind of attacking... The establishment, yeah. which of he is a member, and, and I, but it's a, it's the same idea that they are an elite. We are, and they're kind of almost like appropriating yeah. the, the, the leave vote as, the, as the, they are the kind of as their own, as they are, they are part of this great kind of kind of populist uprising. Yeah, I mean Nigel Farage is very similar. I mean, yes, for, again, for, privately uh, educated uh, former uh, city stockbroker. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's absolutely. Uh, Sort of appropriation, uh, and but but I, I I can see the the thought behind it, um, which is you know if 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 you uh, want to get behind a populist movement, the first thing you should do is tell all the people who are angry that this guy this this guy who's in charge doesn't want you to get your way, and that yeah. makes people even angrier. It's a it's 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 a useful uh, it's a useful bogeyman. Uh, to to be able to point at because no one can really pin down what it is, uh, but it, it 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 and it you know it's easy to 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 say oh you're just acting in the interests of the deep state, and you could really say that about anyone. You can make it work for any situation. It's really handy. Yeah. Do you, do you, how much credence do you give at all to to or you might give a lot? I don't know to 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 this idea that we are being kind of run by a. Somebody said the other day, it was like, you know, Britain is won by just 5,000 people. Uh, I mean, it, 
is there a, a an organised... Con- I don't think they have meetings. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's a secret handshake. I don't think anyone, you know, rolls their trouser leg up and, and, and says an oath. You know, and, and, you know, it, it's, not, it, it's not like that. Do I think there is an active preference for not doing things at the top of government and, you know, making sure things stay the same? Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, it, I mean, history has taught us that making changes very, very quickly and doing doing lots of things um, doesn't often come out with very good answers. Uh, so I... I, I yeah, I, I mean, you know, the best government we could ever have is one which doesn't do anything doesn't at all. Do anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I, I was just thinking, I, I was playing... Have you ever played the video game SimCity? I, I know of it. <laughs> Absolutely, the best thing you can do if you start running out of money in SimCity is nothing. Just keep set it going for ages, <laughs> and you make all your money back, and, and everything's fine. You just don't build anything for a while, and everything fixes itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I I, I, I don't think there's necessarily an organised shadowy cabal behind, you know, pulling the strings behind the curtain. Uh, but I, 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 I think sort of the roots of it. Um, certainly in, in 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 Britain and and America, uh, I can understand why people are concerned about it because I think some of it is is legitimate. Yeah, you see, I mean, I, I think that's fair as well. I mean, I, you know, it does worry me that we have a kind of media which is owned by very, you know a few very rich again men, mm. two or three of them who live overseas, I'm able to say this because Trinity Mirror is obviously a, a, a public company. Uh, that worries me. It worries me that, you know, the majority of our judges in this country are still privately educated. It, it, it concerns me that lobbying still has quite a kind of um, a major influence in how our policies are shaped. Uh, and you get, as you said earlier, this revolving door of ministers going straight, and this applies to all parties, I should mm. say, stress, going straight from a ministerial job post into jobs which are directly connected with where a previous ministerial post was and that seems to me slightly kind of dubious at best and, yeah. and, and malign at worst uh, what I worry about is this kind of and you touched on this earlier is the fact that those who are promoting the deep state the anti-establishment in terms of Brexit are, are, are actually not worried about the deep state they're anti-state yes. and they're trying to Kind of, you know, this is where I think you get organisations like, for me, the Taxpayers Alliance. It's not about lowering taxes; it's about getting taxes off the back of big business because that's what they want to promote. Yeah. And actually, taxes are a good thing because they pay for our schools and our hospitals and our roads and our police and our defence. And, and and it and they are also part of this kind of right wing movement to just kind of tear down the state in a very kind of almost kind of factorism on kind of boosters mm. sort of way. And, and that's my concern about this whole kind of conjecture about this kind of this kind of conspiracy they've created. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, I would say to the extent where I believe the deep state exists, I'm not convinced it's a bad thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think I, I think it's not necessarily about you know the, the the shadowy people working in the background. It's the existence to a to a greater or less extent of the state in a in a formalised uh, thing uh, that that some of these people have a problem with. Yeah, and this is of course you know not new. This idea that you know Washington or London mm. uh, is a kind of you know a, 
a kind of remote, isolated, all-powerful kind of kind of Wizard of Oz type citadel, which is kind of like kind of ignores the needs of the rest of the country. Uh, and you know is just the home of, of of the powerful few but it goes you know there's kind of the whole kind of uh, tradition of hollywood films of this you know we've kind of um kind of mr smith going to goes to washington mm. gary cooper is a classic example of it mm. of kind of uh, if you haven't seen it do look at it it's probably on youtube um, um or you can get it on one of these uh, great movie great movie <laughs> but it's about you know attacking the kind of washington establishment which yeah. is was is he was the, the you know the kind of the honest man from outside um, Mr. Deeds goes to town is another example of this. You know, they go in there and they, you know, the swamp is there and they're, and they're the honest fellows who come in. I'm not sure Trump quite fits that model. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you look back, you, the, uh, JFK's uh, administration used to be called Camelot, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, uh, Trump is not that. Trump is, it, it is he is every inch the establishment figure, but because he's outspoken and because he has has no well either no control or just doesn't care about you know the things he says uh he he gets to to play that role because he you know there's never really been anything anyone in the job like him uh he he can sort of distract from from his past and do it that way but yeah no i i completely agree yeah my my boy is it's also as a reflection on a, a system which has allowed the reputation of politics yes. to become so sullied that it's opened the space for people like Trump and Farage to, 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 to move in and that kind of you know I, I don't think we should kind of like necessarily excuse kind of the actions of, of, of you know what's happened before because they are partly responsible for, for you know the kind of the, the path which has followed mm. no yeah I mean it, it, it can't be right that so many ministers you know went to Eton that, that can't be helpful uh, to, to the world, um, and it can't be good at represent, representing uh, sort of the people. Uh, but I, 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 we, we've got to this situation perhaps because of because it has been made easy to attack, um, and I, I think there are there are perhaps parts of the establishment which do work and which are helpful, uh, which have been sort of let down. By the boys' club and 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 uh, and, uh, and cer- certain aspects of that being sort of open to legitimate criticism, uh, which has has let uh, has opened the door for, um, for for someone to take it and run with it, uh, which it is exactly what's happened. And and just in terms of kind of you know, in Britain, do you kind of you know there was this book by the former. Labour MP Chris Mullen came out in the 70s called A Very British Coup, which had this kind of uh, Labour working class Prime Minister called Harry Perkins, who was brought down uh, by the combination of the kind of the establishment and the, and the security services. In, in a kind of Howard Wilson type way, you know, yes. Howard Wilson was always paranoid, but he was being bugged and it actually... <laughs> later proved he was right to be powered on because he was being bugged and being monitored by by by, by the intelligence services. And, and do do you think maybe that kind of that kind of still exists? That sort of kind of do you think that's still a possibility or not? I, I, I mean, it's always a possibility. I mean, what, wasn't there the story about Har- Harold Wilson where the the owner, I believe, of the Daily Mirror, 
uh, took out a, a, a front page editorial saying, you know, that this that this person cannot be permitted to carry on and, and must be removed by any means necessary, almost. Um, but, yeah, no, I, whether it still happens, I mean... The CIA are still bugging people. Uh, what you know, we learned that from 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 the campaign uh, from the Trump campaign. The CIA are, are still bugging people. Um, it, it you know, the, things do happen behind closed doors that we don't know about. But it, you know, it's hard to say um, to what extent they are um, things we should be worried about because we don't know about them. Um, so it, it, it's hard to say. I, I wouldn't rule it out. I certainly wouldn't rule it out um, that that people are, are are watching from behind the scenes to to, to see what's what's going on. And, and I don't know. Maybe if things uh, did change a little too quickly, maybe they'd uh, give a nudge. I don't know. It's uh, it's yeah. hard to say. I I, I once met um, Woodwarders in Woodward and Bernstein, all the peasants men. And this was in in Washington. And we were with uh, the Downing Street press officer, the Prime Minister's mm. press officer, and uh, Woodward turned to him, and he and he said, "How much do you know, which vi- this lot don't know?" And when he said this lot, he pointed to about <laughs> ten journalists sitting around the table, mm. and the press secretary went ninety percent. <laughs> so basically, as journalists, we knew ten percent. Yeah. Which I think was quite good, <laughs> but it was, but it's also it was also a kind of insight into how much state secret is kept away from us. Yes, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you can go back to um, if you haven't seen it, the the documentary, the Laura Poitras documentary about um, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but the the documentary about um, uh, Edward Snowden. Uh, where, because obviously there's the big Hollywood movie, which the Oliver Stone movie, which is rubbish. Don't go and see that. Uh, but the documentary where it's the actual footage of uh, Glenn Greenwald and Laura Poitras meeting uh, Edward Snowden uh, in the hotel, uh, and you know him him putting a, a blanket over his head uh, to type in his password because he was absolutely. Uh, convinced that there was probably a camera in the room that would would be able to pick up on him typing his password into his laptop. Um, it's a fascinating document of, I mean, you could say he's paranoid in that in that way, but is he? Um, it, 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 the 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 it, it, it's a fascinating document of a man who's clearly seen behind that curtain, and even if he only knows a a, a certain amount. Of what goes on that everyone doesn't know about, and and we've certainly learned more about what what the the intelligence agencies in the U.S. get up to from what he has released, but you know that that probably only scratches the surface, and it, I I would find it very you know this is a man who's clearly seen behind the curtain and knows what's going on. If he's going to be putting a a, a a a blanket over his head to to stop the the hidden camera somewhere in his room checking his password, then. It's probably fair enough. It's a really good movie. I'd, 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 I'd urge you to search it out. So there you go. Uh, you get film criticism, <laughs> movie recommendations. Uh, uh, just to, as I say, to remind you, this was brought to you in partnership with Deep State, uh, which is the new espionage thriller starting on Fox on April the 5th. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter as at JBTMirror. Mikey is on Twitter 
uh, at Mikey Smith with a K. You can also go to our website, which is mirror.co.uk forward slash eyes. That's A Y E S, where you can subscribe, leave a comment, and we'll be back soon. Thank you very much.